in the morning when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my f***ing ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My f***ing ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother f***ers. Rip them cocky suckers like the f***ing players. The New York H- Islanders. HR on two. <laughs> HR on two. The New York Islanders beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in overtime to force a game seven. Uh, Tampa Bay had a two nothing lead in that game with a chance to close out and ended up losing. Maybe more importantly than the fact that it's going to seven is that Nikita Kucherov, who had the most points in the playoffs, got hurt and had to leave that game after an uncalled cross check. There was no update this morning from the lightning on Kucherov's uh, status or availability for he's seven. on the horizon. He's on the horizon. Does Tampa have a horizon or only golden Knights have I a horizon? I think only the golden Knights. I think only Pete DeBoer can see to the horizon. <laughs> he's got the telescope out looking down uh, the horizon, but the uh, all right what was what did the referees say well about the greatest the call? explanation of the referees on the cross check was it was a cross check but we didn't deem it malicious <laughs> the hell does that mean if it's a cross check it's a cross check so they didn't call it because they didn't deem it malicious they're trying to determine the intent of every player. right they're trying to get inside of the head <laughs> of the guy who cross checked him it's like i said it's like i said before the show Yes, we understand Brandon McNabb punched Nick Suzuki in the face, but we didn't think it was malicious. Like, <laughs> but he punched him in the sometimes face. Sometimes you just punch people. Yeah, sometimes you just punch people in the face. It's just, it was, <laughs> I mean, I, okay, let's take Jonathan uh, Marshall's high stick on Perry. It, that wasn't in terms malicious because, you know, I, I, they thought he was falling through whatever. I get that. Like, he didn't, they didn't, Jonathan Marshall said, I'm going to high stick this guy in the face. I still think they should have called it. Yeah. But it was malicious. But last night, if it's a cross check, it's a cross check. Right. And it doesn't matter if it's malicious. What does other, that mean? The other part, it was malicious. That was, they were away from yes. the play. He cross checked him in the back. Into the board. Yeah. Well, that, that is, that is malicious. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah he didn't want to murder him. Right. But like, that's malicious. You cross check a guy away from the play. That's malicious. I, it, and even if it, it wasn't just malicious, made it's no a sense. At that point, like you tell the pool reporter, no comment. Like I don't know why <laughs> these guys are even commenting because like you, it makes you look even dumber to say something like that. Real quick before we go to the next one, what what the hell were the Islanders uh, fans doing throwing beer cans on on the ice? They the guy who scored the winning goal, they have him in the interview afterwards, and he goes, eh, I don't really want to go on the ice. I might get hit in the head with something. It's like <laughs> these guys are getting kind of crazy, but. What? After a Why win? were they throwing beer cans and like water bottles, which I didn't know you're supposed to still have in arenas, especially full ones, like on the ice? I don't that know. was strange. The, I believe there's only been one time that stuff has been thrown on the ice at a Golden Knights home game, and it was the first year when they lost the overtime game to the Sharks in round two. Stuff got thrown on the ice in that game, but that's the only yeah, time. But it was I can a remember. loss, and it was a loss. That's the point. I mean, right. this was a, a, a win. It's a win in your. Potentially, like hitting your guys in the head who can't play the next game. It's like, <laughs> and you know, I mean, the announcer got all into it and got mad and everything. I was just more, like, I was just more surprised at it. I didn't like you know, take some hard sense, like, how oh, dare they? I'm just like, do they know they won? It was fair. It was just weird. And I'll tell you what. Well, not that we're shocked that the Islander fans drink a lot of beer, but they drink a lot of beer. I mean, there were a lot of cans on that ice last night. Whoa. I don't care about your next question. The NCAA is likely 
going to allow all student athletes to profit off name, image, and likeness. So Ross Dellinger reporting this yesterday. The situation with name, image, and likeness in college athletics right now is that some states, I believe we're at 17 states, have passed a law that says, hey, the athletes at our universities can make money off their name, image, and likeness. The athletes at our universities, if a local car dealership wants to put them in a commercial, they can be in a commercial and make money off of that. If they want to sign autographs and charge money, they can do that. 17 states have passed a law saying that is okay. Nevada is one of those 17 states, but doesn't go into effect for a couple of more years. But some of those states' laws are going into effect in a week. July 1st, some of those are going into effect. So the NCAA's response to this is if you are in a state that has this legislation passed, you will follow that legislation. That's what those are the rules you'll have to follow. If you're in a state that doesn't have this legislation passed, you can come up with your own rule as a university for name, image, and likeness. Now, the NCAA has to approve it. They have to okay it. But you can come up with your own rule to say, okay, our athletes can be on a commercial and make money, sign autographs, and charge for it. So we're going to have athletes being able to make money off their name, image, and likeness. It's just hilarious how the NCAA is like, oh, crap. We're going to have to do something about this a week in advance. Okay, here you go. Here's what you need to do now. Schools. The thing that stinks about this is the ones without it have to follow NSA guidance because if not, like we're making our rules, we're just paying everybody. <laughs> like if there was no NSA guidance, like, and then the school, and then the the teams where the states already passed, like, damn, yeah. can we like, re, re, you yeah. know, can we repeal that? Because uh, we really just want to pay everybody. But if they have to follow NSA guidance, they might have a better shot of just having their state approve their own their own NIL because I don't know exactly what the NCAA guidance entails, but it's probably something stupid because it's the NCAA. I am curious, like what, what happens in Nevada? Because there, the law here is not going to go into effect for, I think two more years. So does like UNLV and Nevada, do they make up their own rules for two years or do they just, it follow, they the, can. Or do they well, just follow the law that's been passed? But the law's already been effect? passed. It's not an effect yet though. It's like a future law that'll go into effect. What's that thing, the Silver State Cup? Is that that thing? Yeah, the Silver State Series. Is there any chance, like at the end of the year, they come together and say, how much money did you make? How much oh, money did that you make? And it's like the, the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker yes, right now tie is who wins football. Nah. If nah, they're nah. tied, yes. Not, well, you know who's going to win who, every year. Who, yeah, no well, yes. Like, I mean. If they tie, absolutely. Like, the who made more be... money off name, image, oh, likeness? Oh, yes. And it's either Reno or you know, and, and then who's cooking the books? Like, yeah, Reno, who's you didn't really make that much. Who's up there giving you money? Like, there's a lot more opportunity in Las Vegas for money. Yeah, you're cooking the books. Uh, that would be a great tiebreaker, and it, it would have to be held in, like, an open forum with media and everything. They'd have to, like, have their numbers on a chalkboard or something to see who made more money. I'm on board with this. Oh. It'll be good. Next question. Ime Udoka was hired by the Celtics to be their head coach. He was an assistant with the Nets this past season. He has been an assistant with the Spurs for seven years. He was with the Sixers and Brett Brown for a couple of years before being with the Nets. Uh, but a relatively, I, I mean, unknown isn't the right word, but they did not go with a retread uh, in Boston. Brad Stevens went out and, and hired a guy. This will be his first time as a head coach in the NBA. I don't know much about him. I don't either. I mean, I... I hope he's good for them. I don't know anything about him, so uh, neither does Jay Williams. I hope I hope Brad Stevens knows him. Uh, do you want to know what about Jay yeah, Williams? Jay so, Williams. Jay Williams. Yesterday, after uh, Ime Udoka was hired, or after I should say, Adrian Wojnarowski reported it. Jay Williams tweeted, "The first head coach of color for the Celtics, and even more importantly, he is one talented individual who has paid his dues. He is not the first coach of color 
for the Celtics. Um, Not even close. There have been no. some pretty big names. Hello, uh, Bill Russell. Yes. And even <laughs> if you're only like 15 years old, you'd know. You know, Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers. was a coach Casey of Jones. the Boston Celtics. So Jay Williams tweeted that, uh, was then, you know, ripped for it because it was just incredibly wrong. He then deleted the tweet and later said, as it relates to the Boston Celtics tweet that came from my account a couple of hours ago, I did not post that. And my passcode has now been changed. Oh, come on. It's that's it's the, my on. favorite one. Was it Kurt Rambis that one time was found like his entire Twitter account was just liking porn? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I, uh, was, I was hacked. Like, okay. <laughs> I if mean, someone, he probably didn't realize everyone could see his likes. If so, well, yeah, that's for Kurt Rambis. <laughs> But in this Jay Williams scenario, he's suggesting that someone like got his password, broke into his account on the very day, and and their big prank yeah. was to tweet out congratulations right. to Ime Udoka. He's the first black coach for the Celtics. No one. That is either either Jay Williams has like the least funny friends right. that thought that would be funny, or he's lying. He's probably lying. Or like, his passcode is J Will, yeah. and people figured that out quickly. <laughs> like, if you got into Jay Williams' account and you wanted to embarrass Jay Williams, that's you. No that's one would not what think you would that. Send. No you one would. You would go like a hundred porn tweets. Yeah, hard. no one you would, would do think that. that. You would literally go into his DMs and start screenshotting. Yes. Yeah. It just. It's the like. Just uh, take the medicine. You made a mistake. You said something that wasn't true. Go with the. You know, in 24 hours, the news cycle will be over and people will be on to ripping someone else for something. I, I I mean, that's a really, really bad thing to come out and say you got stolen on that day for that tweet. So come on. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the Team USA roster for the men's basketball team is set for the Olympics. Kevin Durant is the biggest headliner. You'll see Devin Booker there, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine. Uh, you are going to see guys like Kevin Love is still around. Chris Middleton, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, Jeremiah Grant, and Bam Adebayo. Gold medal winning roster, right? Yeah, if his rotation's five guys, because I think the first five can win the gold. Then you get into some guys. You don't really, have any confidence in Middleton and Holiday. The Bucks I mean, are trying to win a, a I'll, title. With I'll those say guys. this: like Jerry Colangelo has done one good, the one thing he's always followed his word of. If you show commitment to the to the uh, USA basketball, like you'll always have first right refusal. Because Kevin loves like sixty six, <laughs> but he's been to every he's been to every Olympic workouts, training camp. So he always gets a spot because he's like, hey, this guy's committed. One guy who's never played in this, and now he won't again, is Denise Kawhi Leonard. He's never Kawhi Leonard's never viewed. I can. I'm only going on the fact he's never played for them. This is important, right? I don't think he's ever been in any of these. Um, and now he won't be again because there's no way he's going to come off a knee injury two weeks later. Say I'm going to go do USA basketball. So some guys are committed to this. Some guys aren't. I mean, let's be honest. You you know you know other teams. I mean, they should, but I can't look at this and say it's automatic. The ba- basketball is way too good across the world. There will be teams yeah. that absolutely compete with these guys. I did, think did I Melo think... make it? No, unfortunately not. Oh, man. I, he's I think super like, committed. I think there's like four spots left. I think the key is that like wing play, like the 6'6 and taller guys, like Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum. Like the, I think that's sort of the key there is they're going to have re- the best wings in the in the country, in the world. 
And like Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal are both scoring guards. Like, is this team going to be great defensively? Yeah, probably. Cause like Draymond Green will get a bunch of minutes and stuff like that. But I think that's the key. Now on Zach uh, or on uh, Kevin Love. If I was the level of Kevin Love, where like you've been a really good NBA player for your entire yeah. career, but you're not like a superstar, nobody's winning a title because you're the number one player on the team, I would go to every Olympics. Like I would oh, absolutely. I, I'm not ripped. Like, yeah, if I, I would was, too. Like if I was Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James, I'd be like, yeah, I'll go maybe once or twice. But like, like if Steph went a couple times and he's done. Right. If he's I done. was that yeah. guy, but if I was like the Kevin Love guy, who I'm in that B or maybe C yeah. tier of best players in the league, not anymore, but he was. I'd go to the Olympics all the time oh, because I, I'm not the ripping him for it. Yeah. I, I would go too. I mean, good for him. I'm, not, I'm just saying that, and I give Colangelo credit. He's always said if you show commitment in the off Olympic years, you're going to have a better chance to be on the team. So good for Kevin Love. I just, you know, I mean, he's it's not Kevin Love of the past, but no, he's. I mean, and he, I don't even know how many minutes he's going to get on this team or has to get on this he's, team. He's the worst player on the roster. I mean, yeah, yeah he's I, the worst yeah. player on the roster, and he's going to end up playing 40 minutes a yeah. night. That's isn't that <laughs> legitimately what Melo has done? Like his entire career has been like, yeah, can't get out of the, get, can't go far in the playoffs. But hey, I am the best player on Team USA <laughs> during the non-Olympic years. I I would be willing to bet if you like did an actual breakdown of like stats and who's the best player ever for Team USA, Kobe? it might be Carmelo. Carmelo oh, might have Kobe. the best like overall like yeah, numbers and how much he's played and how yeah. much he's won. Like it might be Carmelo because he's I mean he's not this year but he's always yeah. on Team USA and I mean he's really good and they yeah I, Carmelo might go I mean I don't know what it was like in the sixties seventies and eighties what they made college kids play right well so are we including well the dream team was only one Olympics right like they so didn't, you like can't, yeah you, it wasn't like three or four Olympics those guys played one right. time together so like but if you if we stacked up like just you team usa careers carmelo might yeah. might have They're the best ever yeah. he might have the best ever all right coming up next we're gonna get into the raiders because mark davis oh somebody ran into him into a parking lot do you want to schedule a parent-teacher conference after hearing Grainy's grades? Call the Press Box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678 and let us know who deserves a higher grade. Uh, he's a con artist. He, he, he's been doing that for years on TV and uh, that's... Uh, that's wow. So hold on. So You're that, not cool. a Joe Girardi fan at all. Doesn't sound no, like No, I it. love Joe Girardi. I've seen him play since he was in high school in Peoria, Illinois. I scouted him in Northwestern. Uh, I know him well, but I, I know him well. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. That was the general manager of the Washington Nationals, Mike Rizzo, calling Joe Girardi, the manager of the Phillies, a con artist. Uh, when are we going to get like Mike Mayock calling somebody a con artist in the NFL? I need oh, that. One, he'd have I to be available more, more than two times. He so wouldn't take the pick to... we were trying to send back <laughs> yeah, to him. Exactly. He's a con artist. Yeah. You have to actually get him. You know, I mean, he, well, what am I saying? He's available more than the coach. Um, I don't know if he'll call people. Do are there sports in your mind where guys are more outspoken in these situations? Are football guys like that? Like baseball guys, they're such long seasons. It almost seems like they say more because their their season never ends. And they just get delirious. And football, cause... yeah, and football guys are like you know, sixteen games. You don't really talk to you don't talk to a GM that much during the year anyway. You football guys, you need them to be in a losing season where there were high expectations. Isn't that yeah. where you get the like playoffs? Yeah, and, uh, like we they were who they we thought they were, and you don't get many 
coaches wanted to fight each other. I mean, it's just a different sport where Girardi the other day, I wanted them to fight. Oh, we big, said it. We wow. said it yesterday. I no one is on the other side yeah. of that no, argument. I wanted, I wanted. I would have picked Scherzer, but it would have been a scrap. I think. I think Girardi. Like it wouldn't have been over I quickly. I actually had takes. You on had this. Girardi, didn't you? Uh, yes, but I. He's, it was. It's because I have been in a bar in Missouri where I saw a guy who must have been eighty years old take him out, beat the living yeah. crap yeah. out of like a twenty-two year old like that, and it was. Like genuinely, Scherzer's like a pretty big a guy, frightening experience. Scherzer's a big guy, but when Girardi came out of the dugout yesterday, I'm, I mean, he's in really good shape. I'm like, I don't know. Girardi like has some experience on him. He might go and kick his ass. Oh, well, and also, he's old. He doesn't care if people no. are like, man, he hit him in the balls. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's no rules with a guy Girardi yeah, coming out. No, he's. So don't fight an 80 year old because they don't care if they hit you in the balls. They. Literally, the last thing the guy said after he threw this 22-year-old to the ground is, old guys don't fight fair. And I genuinely was in this bar with my friend Brent, and we were like, does anyone have a camera? The uh, Hockey is the sport where they're least likely to say something. Hockey's the one where it's like, it's this whole gentleman's agreement. But yeah, we had Gallant call Pete DeBoer a clown. Right, and it was made national news maybe because that doesn't happen in the sport. No, it doesn't. It doesn't in the sport of hockey very often. Like, that's probably the one, at least during the regular season for sure. But baseball, yeah, you're just out there forever. Basketball probably the most. I would be would be my bet. The guys are basketball, yeah, most willing. Maybe that's more players than actual coaches and GMs. But I think basketball is the most where, I mean, hell, they do it on, the the players do it on Twitter all the time. Yeah. They comment on people's Instagrams posts all the time just ripping each other. It's great. We need more of that in hockey. But, like, you know, like in in hockey, Jonathan Marshall last year starts yelling at people in Instagram comments, telling them to go find yeah, their mommy and stuff, exactly. and not to waste his time, yeah. and he gets in trouble for it. So it doesn't really happen in hockey too much. Um, there's a story from TMZ this morning about Mark Davis because he got in a fender bender here in Vegas in a parking lot. Um, a couple of things to take away: number one, the cops weren't called because it was minor enough. Uh, but number two, Mark Davis drives a Mini Cooper. There's so many things better about this than the actual crash. Like the crash <laughs> is taken. The crash is like the ninth most important thing because absolutely we're all happy. No one got hurt. They're both talking. You know, Davis and the woman he crashed. They're all talking to each other. So obviously no one got hurt. That's the number one thing. But the fact he drives, because I've always I've I've run across him in different places where he has a driver, which you know you'd expect. I mean, he's the owner of an NFL team, and you know, I mean, does Jerry Jones really drive? No, he probably has a driver. I mean, so I was surprised he drove. I really was. Two, the greatest thing in the world is the Mini Cooper. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> even with my wife's let's say tightening of the belt, if we had that much money, we'd be better than a Mini Cooper. Well, by the way. We're better than a Mini Coop right now. So, yeah, I would not have a Mini Coop. So this actually, Davis gets a huge clap here for driving a Mini Coop. That's awesome. And the fact that he was in, and I'm putting the quote lines up here, a Las Vegas strip mall, which we are hoping, like anything, there was either a 99 cent store or a Savers. No, a Ross dress for less. Yeah, or a dress for less, which it'd be awesome. Uh, we didn't even get we didn't get the, the the actual stores in it, but there is so much great things because nobody got hurt. We'll put that out there about this story. Can it's you awesome. imagine getting into some accident in just a random parking lot and it's Mark Davis? Especially like you hit or get hit by a Mini Cooper and right. the guy that comes out right. and you're like, don't you own the NFL team here? Or, as we said, tell me the percentage, both you guys, that she knew who he was. <sighs> I'm going to say 15 or lower. Yes. he's. 
I'm just he's saying so easily identifiable. But when we get, what do you mean? He's wearing the long sleeve white shirt and he's got the haircut and it's he's so easily identifiable that if you if you've seen him once like one picture of him you know who he is. So <sighs> I just think we say this often and obviously people out there listening I hope like sports or why are we on your yeah, dial? We live in a sports we bubble. We do live in a sports bubble yeah. where the majority of people do not and people are always shocked about that. Oh, of course they don't think no if you go out in real society no one really the percentage is so low that really and you know embrace sports or love it. I'm get, I don't know about 15%. I mean, I, I my guess is if you asked her more at times, not she would say, I don't know who he is, yeah. I would think. Um, maybe it's not 15, maybe it's 30 or 40, but I just, <laughs> I mean, we also, I mean, you're Mark Davis. You really calling the insurance? They say, eh, yeah, I'll take care of it. I, I, care yeah, of no, I, I mean, assume like, what uh, you do is you go, call this number. <laughs> they will take your car to a garage. It will come out better than new. And he handed her a card. She looked at it and she said, Mark Bedane. <laughs> <laughs> Call this number. You'll be fine. No, it's we'll John take, Gruden. We'll take care. Yeah, John, John Gruden. Gruden. Yeah. Well, he if he didn't want her ever to get like answered or like told anything, call this number and you will get a text back. Hey, 10-year contract, $100 million. Yes, You didn't read the fine print. Yes, exactly. If I ever get in a car accident with my mini coop, you might be getting $100 million, but you're taking care of the business. I just want, I just want, I just want her, I, it looked like a Dodge minivan. That got hit. She looked I, like a minivan. He was obviously in the coupe. I just want him to be like, I'll handle, I will handle all the repairs. And then she gets it and it's silver and black and it's got Raiders yeah, rims. Got Raiders. And she's just like, picture a car uh, on the front. Okay. Who uh, would be, who would be like the worst sports figure to get into a fender bender in a parking lot with? In town? Yeah. OJ Simpson. Oh, that's all a good right. One. Well, yeah, it wasn't going there, but um, Garrett won. No, actually, <gasps> Pete Rose might be worse. Because Pete Rose might call Sam and Ash. <laughs> the guy who might, I, don't, I mean, Lambeer. That's kind of where I was going. I was like, but I also think Lambeer, Lambeer might either think it's funny and be like the best person you've ever gotten into a car accident with, or he might be just angry and it's like, oh, God, I'm not It safe. would be really funny if Lambeer says, look, I don't know about the accident. Here's four tickets to the Aces. <laughs> <laughs> you can, get we into- call it, can we call it even? Because we're playing Seattle next week. That's a big, that's a big game. <laughs> So uh, all right, let's say you're driving a late model SUV, you know, the ones that used to tip over. The best person to get into an accident with or yeah, would be Deuce Gruden, because then he could just flip the oh, car. Oh, that's out. right. Yeah, yeah Deuce. The car gets flipped, Deuce I'm Gruden. always amazed, and maybe I shouldn't be, and you guys can tell me I'm stupid here because everyone has phones. But I'm uh, now put it this way. The person taking the pictures knew who he was, obviously, or you well, wouldn't like start yeah, taking would pictures. Be creepily but taking like pictures. the TMZ gets all this stuff all the time. Oh, it's amazing. Like, it's, it's amazing. They like, buy they, it. They buy yeah, it. they buy it, but it's like I mean, I guess if I was, well, I wouldn't, I don't know if I, I'd probably take pictures for the paper, but I, in my mind, I'd be like, am I supposed to call TMZ? Right. Like, the normal person. The normal person like, wouldn't oh, think. I've got Mark Davis. I should sell the, I don't know. I guess people, enough people well, think that. Well, yeah. And I guess enough people are smarter than me because I'd be like, just texting you guys. Look at these pictures I got. Mark Davis got an accident. He tries to meet him. And I, I ended at that. Well, I'd probably send him to the newspaper. It's my job. But I wouldn't think, hey. Where can I sell these? Do I don't think that way, which is probably I should think that way because you can get money and I can buy my hat. But uh, yeah, it was like I, I, TMZ is amazing. They get stuff that you're like, man, they got that too. All right, I got pictures of Mark Davis. I will take Lids gift cards. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Amazon gift card. Make it forty nine ninety five specifically because that's how much my hat costs. All right, coming up next, Garrett Millard joins the show.
Our stats hogwash. Are you tired of hearing Tyler do math on the radio? Call the press box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678. Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK Update with Darren Milsey Millard. All right, Darren, how are you today? I got an important question for you. You guys ready? You guys pumped up? No. You guys nervous? You excited? Where are you, where are you at? I'm at the Dodgers well, Cubs tonight. What are you talking about? The Dodgers <laughs> playing the Cubs. We need to get off to Schneider and win a game. What yeah, about? what's going on there? Ever since <laughs> they brought in all this sticky stuff, you guys have kind of fallen um, off. Oh, oh, Darren! Okay. It's all the right, best all right, thing all right, all right. So we show. cheated. So we cheated. Darren, oh. I love Darren now. What? Oh. We're going to be good friends, Darren. You, Ed's not happy with you anymore, but you and I, <laughs> this, this is going to be a good relationship from here on out. All right. But my important question for you is this: uh, Mark Davis was in a fender bender in a parking lot. Uh, he drives a Mini Cooper, by the way. Uh, which Golden Knight would you least like to get into a fender bender with in a parking lot? Oh, I would say Robin Leonard. Oh. I don't. I don't know least what like? what he drives. Least likely, yeah. Least likely, he drives a really expensive car. Oh, or Mark mm. Andre Fleury. He's got the uh, uh, sports car. At least you'd be on Twitter with Leonard. No, d- d- <laughs> hold on. I, I will say, seeing Leonard get out of the car, definitely understand where Darren's uh, coming from. Yeah, I would immediately totally. go, "Oh God, that guy's huge." Yeah. He drives one of these classic uh, cars, uh, like not not your typical sports car, and and uh, then having him get out would be even more surprising because of uh, who he is, and then go Robin and then uh, see the size of him. Like he he said that he would like to play uh, uh, block for the for the Raiders. You don't hear that from many goalies. <laughs> well, they rebuilt the line. He might have a shot. He might be. He actually might have a shot. I mean, I don't know if he can move very well, but in terms of uh, NFL, but yeah, he might have a shot. We don't know if any of the Raiders' offensive line can move very well either. He's just like, this grass Dar- isn't as slick as ice. Darren, um, this show's about breaking news, and the Pandas in the starting net. Yes. Uh, well, I, well, well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, was he the first to uh, leave the ice? But the, uh, no one's left the ice. No he one's just left got the in, ice. He just no, got no. in the net. It's uh, <laughs> it's the reporters in Montreal are reporting that Robin Leonard is in the starters' net at practice right now. Oh, so we've gone that far. Okay, yes. uh, so he's in the visitors' net uh, in Montreal. Um, but surprised, I think you use it to the, the travel and the and uh, the way he played the other night in Montreal, and he's declared that his favorite uh, arena is is in Montreal. The non non team that he played for so uh yeah not, i think that's a good good decision look I, I really as far as risk goes and let's let's look at it from a risk factor there's there's as much risk changing these two as going with the same goaltender back to back because they're just they're that good and and really that consistent so uh, i i don't think i think it's a story i i agree that it's a story because you rare consider changing goaltenders in the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, and, but it's also uh, from a risk factor a a non-story, uh, and this is, doesn't guarantee that that Robin Leonard does uh, the same thing that he did in Game Four, but uh, there's also 
there's no guarantee that, that Mark Andre Fleury can can follow up uh, his spectacular performances uh, that we saw in the regular season in the playoffs. So uh, from from that side of it, uh, I, I think that uh, that really there's no bad decision uh, for uh, Pete DeBoer, and it's probably I would uh, tag on this and see if you guys agree. Like of the level of concerns on the list of concerns that, that Pete DeBoer has right now, goaltending and which goaltender to start is probably well down that list. Yeah. So, okay, how much we, we have seen a couple years in a row now, the Golden Knights offensively, once they get to this stage, they they struggle to score. Last year against Dallas, they seemingly were creating most of the same chances they were in the regular season. They just couldn't finish. This year against Montreal, yeah. those those numbers are down. Like the 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 high danger chances, the the uh, expected goals are all down from the regular season in the earlier playoff rounds. So, like, what are you seeing out there? How much of it is like? Can they change coaching game plan wise to create better chances? Let's let's start at the, the very basic. Uh, foundation is you're the third round. You're you're whoever you're playing, whether it's top seed or not, uh, is is has found some kind of magic, just like the Gold Knights did against the Minnesota and, and Colorado. So there's there's that factor. Whether whoever you're playing is playing exceptionally well just to get here, and and Montreal had arrived at this stage in winning uh, seven straight. So that's that's the 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 where you where you begin. That they're they're on top of their game, uh, yeah. You got to tweak some things, and I thought Pete DeBoer did a lot of that, a lot more than we've uh, potentially seen all year. And I have to go back uh, through all my notes, but uh, when it comes to changing his uh, look up front uh, in Game Five, uh, he, he he tweaked the misfit line, which he normally just leaves alone and moves everybody else uh, around, either by uh, through. Uh, lack of uh, availability and players not being uh, on the ice or dressed or through uh, just trying to, to, to shake it up. Uh, but he, he did it a lot to try and get uh, that, that those first two lines going the other night. And I, I'd be surprised if he didn't go back to good old reliable uh, this evening. But, uh, but I think there's a lot of this is also just uh, on the athletes to, to be sharper and crisper. And I, in watching them in, in game four and game five and five in person, uh, they, they just aren't as crisp as, as normal. And you have good days, bad days. I'm not taking them off the hook by that, but I, the part that uh, jumps out at me is they rarely play three of those games in a row. You can have a couple of off games, but uh, three games in a row would be really unusual for this club. And this one, I would say that this one is probably more on the athletes. Uh, than coaching to try and go out there and 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 find some of their magic back. What do you think's happened with Mark Stone? That's an interesting one because he he made a. I thought he looked really good in the first period at, and uh, in the first couple of shifts, and he may be the one player that is carrying this power play baggage around more than anybody. And uh, I don't I don't think I've heard some whispers about the cap. I don't think it's that. Uh, I don't think it's uh, anything to do with uh, with with trying to uh, lead instead of uh, just play. But uh, I do put some stock into this uh, theory that uh, that the, the power play has gone uh, quiet and it's affecting their chances to win hockey games. And in some cases, it's costing them uh, opportunities to win hockey games. 
and uh, it it might be weighing on them. And and I mentioned this on the Insider Show the other day that that early power play in in Game Five was probably the worst thing that could happen. And you rarely would say that that uh, hey we're, we're giving you more players than the other team early, like go score, uh, and that would be a bad thing. But it's been so much uh, in the news and. Those players, they talk about it. They read the stats. Uh, you hear them talk about it after the game. They, they, they know ice time. They know uh, opportunities. And, and failing to score on that early power play seemed to tighten things up, uh, both in the building and, uh, and with that team. So um, not that you're ever going to decline a power play. Uh, I don't believe in, in that kind of logic. But, uh, but I do think that, that he's carrying a lot of the baggage from the power play that seems to be carrying over to some of his other game. And then uh, he, he was, he's trying to put this team on his shoulders, just like Alex Petrangelo did in the, in the, in the third period, uh, second and third period the other night. Uh, they're trying to carry this team. And uh, when, you, when you do that, sometimes it can, we love waving the flag and going, that guy, he just put them on his back and he, he carried them to the finish line and he won the game for them. Well, some it doesn't always work out that way, and uh, and he could probably just use to, to to step back a little bit and and take a deep breath. But that's hard to do right in the middle of the battle. Can you decline a penalty? Is that legal? Like, can you say no? Uh, thank you? No, but there's there, because I know of teams that 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 uh, have probably tried or whispered in the referee's ear, like, "Hey, don't don't call any penalties on them because we it's not worth it." Wait, could you just you could just put four guys on the ice, couldn't you? You, yeah, you could, but that's um, that's not uh, that's the reverse of what we're talking about. We, we fun, don't want, huh? yeah, that would be way more fun. Uh, that would be interesting. That would be a good distraction to the other team, right? Only put four, and then then that the their bench would be like, what's going on? And 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 then you do the whole hidden play. You just jump on. Whenever you uh, when you have an icing, I wonder if that's ever happened. Darren, Darren, we've solved it. We know we will fix the power play with this strategy. What we're about play four guys and then just randomly sneak the fifth guy on there when they're not paying attention. Well, I'm telling you, like four on four, uh, they we've seen it a couple of times and and they've been good. But I think it's just a tightness um, when it doesn't go right. Uh, And uh, if there's been one talking point. Uh, all season, it's been the power play because they've been so good. Now, the power play wasn't terrible at all all season, but it was one of those things that, that didn't measure up to the excellence of every other category. Goals against so the penalty kill and the wins and the battle for first place. Uh, so we all had to find one little thing uh, uh, to talk about, and that one little thing was the power play, and so it's it's sort of taken on a life of its, its own. Now, it's it's grown into a beast in this in this playoffs, but uh, we'll, we'll see what they can do tonight. Uh, uh, I thought they were they showed some different looks. Uh, I love Stone in front of the net uh, doing uh, playing that role. When it struggled in the regular season, they went to that uh, that look and uh, they found some uh, some pucks to go in the net. Uh, I'll see see curious if they continue with that. Uh, there wasn't a lot of power plays tonight either, so um, uh, we'll see if uh, we get back to that. 
As long as you don't ask Stone to back check. Listen now, are you? Are one you? Mistake. Are you? Well, that's a big one. There's a pretty big. There's a pretty big one. Are you of the narrative? Give me your percentage of the narrative that you agree with that the officiating has been as bad as mostly Montreal fans want to believe. But even last night in the Islanders game. Kucherov gets cross-checked, and afterwards, like, well, we knew it was a cross-check, but we didn't think it was malicious, which is completely bizarre, because I think if it's a cross-check, don't you call it? Like, where are you standing on they've been horrible, or do you think they've been a little better than people are saying? Been better than people have been saying. Uh, and I think that the it's so much looser. It is. And it was loose. Let's go back to the Minnesota series. It was, it was looser in that series, but it was as consistent game to game, as I've seen in a seven-game series. The, the, the standard didn't change. And and I think in both semifinals, and we were used to saying east-west, but in both sides of this bracket, uh, it's been uh, looser. Like, there's, there was a street fight, basically, between uh, the Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, early on in this series. And the next game, I think there was three power plays. Yeah. Like what? What's going on here? Right. Uh, but they didn't. They didn't clamp it down and didn't go uh, uh, to the other side of the the pendulum. They they let the players figure it out. So yeah, that like that was a penalty last night, and there you can't uh, argue that. But we see a lot of those like little shoves or cross checks that don't result in a penalty like that. So, and part of me understands why. It wasn't called. When you see the result of the injury, you're like, whoa, that's, that, that could be uh, a major factor. But then you also saw um, Steven Stamkos get uh, pushed into the dasher. Uh, there was no call on that. Will Carrier in, in the series that we watch a little closer uh, was, was cross-checked in the dasher, no call. And, and it's gone the other way, uh, too. Uh, I like it. Um, I noticed there was a lot less chatter uh, from the Montreal side. And I do a uh, little bit of Canadian media. Uh, uh, on, on during the series, and anytime officiating is brought up, I just get lambasted. So mm-hmm. um, it's 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 where you are uh, in this series, uh, what's what perch you're standing from, and I think the the loudest voice right now is is going to that uh, that side of the uh, the equation. Well, get out of here. Go send no. some mean tweets about Robin. Leonard I was going to so say, I have well. also, I've also got another news breaking item. He probably isn't awake yet because Alan Walsh is yet to tweet. So oh, we're going to keep man. an eye on Alan all day. He's the key. He's he the key is to the Robin key. Leonard. He's playing the key well. to Robin Leonard. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> uh, uh, Alan was pretty quiet the other day, though. He was. Where is he? Yeah. What did he learn from last year? We don't want people learning from. No, their we mistakes. want more. We want more crazy Come stuff. On. Come on, ridiculous. Thanks, Wait, Darren. I think they're making a charge, eh? <laughs> I don't. That was way too Canadian. We didn't understand that. What, did that, say, what did that the say? Cubs. The right. Cubbies are making a charge. Oh, well, uh, the Padres are. I don't know. We'll see yeah. if the Cubs are, too. But the Padres uh, definitely are. Uh, thanks for okay. checking well, in. We got Bueller on the mound to 97 and up. Uh, can't cheat anymore. <laughs> see you, buddy. Thanks, Darren. Take care. Have fun. See you. Uh, we need a new Sharp. We may not have... We may not have time for a shot. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. There's an Antonio Brown jersey to be won. You got to get nine in a row right, which nobody can come close to doing. But 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We need a new sharp. You can win an Antonio Brown jersey. It's time to find the sharp. Brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. 
All right, we got an Antonio Brown jersey to give away, but somebody's got to get nine in a row and break the record of eight in a row and are fine the sharp streak. Derek had Peru. They lost. He did not get a single game started in his streak. So today's sharp is Brad. Brad, where do you want to go? Tyler, uh, I have no other choice but the Knights to win. <laughs> you have plenty of other choices. <laughs> Brad, it was good talking to you. We wish I you the know, best in the I know, future. boys. I know. We wish you the I, best. I, I, my, it's my wife. She would kill me if I didn't do if I didn't do anything other than Knights to win. Hold on. You tell and, your wife stuff? Yeah, my wife oh. loves the Knights. <laughs> oh, that doesn't mean you have to tell her you picked against them. Oh, boy. Okay. I know. I know. I, I Brad, have let's to. have lunch. I, I've got to exclude I'm you an on Island, a few I'm an Islander fan, and I saw them perform the miracle last night, and... Uh, as the script goes, whatever the Islanders do the day before, the Knights usually do next. So I'm hoping right. the magic uh, continues. How long have you been married, Brad? 33 years, Eddie. And, you, and you're telling stuff. It's like, yeah, a, first, it's like yeah. a one- to five-year thing. After that, if you make – well, it's seven, right? Seven years after that, eh, come on. Hide I the have, Amazon and hide I the have, cards. I have a quick, quick question for you. What do you think of fans booing the Knights the other night, and how do you feel about booing – in particular, I, well, I'm glad suck. that they're real fans. If they suck, go exactly. for it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, if they, I mean, if they were playing well and you booed them, right. that might be dumb. But <laughs> if they suck, some, yeah. Some fan, some in the afternoon shows, people were upset that fans yeah. were booing. It's like get used to it. They're, they're know, one the, loss away from beer cans being yeah. thrown on the ice. What are you talking about? Come on. The, right. I don't understand. <laughs> have you ever in your life seen that? No. I have never. What what's up with that? Yeah, not after what? a win. Well, not Is after it, a win. <laughs> I thought it was. I told my wife. I said maybe it's because they can. They can win, and they started throwing cans. I mean, well, you're spending else? a lot of time with your wife. I mean, <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen batteries thrown at, on the field. I've never seen cans. We're sp- <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Brad. Thank good you, buddy. Thanks, good, night. Thanks. Uh, good luck. Thank and you, I'll buddy. Keep my fingers crossed. Thank keep you. listening. We'll never talk to you again. <laughs> He comes on and he says he has to go with the Golden Yeah, and we're literally, we're all like, oh, uh, don't do that. What do we have here? The Yankees are hosting the Royals. Minus 200 could have gone there. I mean, Bueller's 7-0. Cubs have no oh, chance. The Dodgers are minus 250. Yeah, Bueller gets some guys 4-4. Four four. Oh, boy. He did not. He definitely did not have to go with the Golden Knights. I'm sure there's a there's got to be like game. a thousand soccer games he could have picked. It's oh uh, yeah, he could have picked like Chile over Paraguay or Uruguay over Bolivia. Yeah, I mean, how are either? And we'll get more into this in you know about two minutes. But <laughs> how scared are you that like Litter has the game of his life, holds it zero zero, and then it's like it's just like isn't he really bad in overtime? <laughs> No, he's fine. He's bad. You know, he's bad at shootouts. Oh, bad okay. And, uh, oh, okay. Oh, 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 yeah, they, we're, yeah, that won't yeah. be a problem. Doesn't exist. Yeah, won't be a problem. Doesn't exist. Yeah. Once you get to overtime in, in the playoffs, it's the same as overtime, and it's the same as every other game. So and you want it to be fine. like the Islanders. It's over in ten seconds. Yeah. Like you don't want them to keep skating around and like it being a long time. Or really? like the Sharks that one time. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Bigger problem is Flurry keeps losing overtime games. Unless Nick was there to bail them out, they're like they're like what two and six in the last eight playoff overtime yeah. games, something like that. Like the first year, they started off really good winning overtime games, and since then they they can't win an overtime in the playoffs unless Nick Waugh saves the day. Good luck, Brad. <laughs>